Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. It is now week one. We are currently recording on Thursday night as the Carolina-Denver game is in progress. And oh, it feels so good that football is back. I cannot, cannot express to you how excited I am right now. The boys are back in town. Hey, everybody, it's Los. Uh, you know, week one, here we are. I think Mung put it all, uh, put it all quite well. Uh, week one of the NFL, where it all begins again. Yeah, the the only way I can really describe to you how happy I am right now is that my face hurts from smiling all day because I have waited for this moment for so long. That's intense. Sounds like you could use some Botox. You know what? I don't even need Botox. The uh, the <sighs> NFL cures all the wrinkles. Well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, we just watched C.J. Anderson bust a big run and uh, Trevor Simeon looking looking all right so far against a pretty good Carolina defense. And how's the uh, how's the fantasy football addicts podcast number one sleeper looking? You know, Virgil Green already has one catch for about 10, 11 yards. So uh, it's pretty good. All right. I like it. So, all right. We are going to preview the week one games. Obviously not Carolina Denver as that has already begun, but all the Sunday night or all the Sunday and the Monday night games. And, uh, you know, we'll run through some guys that we really like for these matchups and some potential players that we might be trying to fade. Yeah, Mung, let's do it. All right. So the first game on the board here is Green Bay at Jacksonville. We're expecting Jordy Nelson to be back, although reports do indicate that he may or may not be on a snap count, depending on how he feels during the game. Don't make me say it. You know, you know, you know, I don't want to say it. Start all Packers. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Um, I'm starting Jordy Nelson in the league, but I will say that depending on your options, I wouldn't hate it if you benched him. Uh, Of course, all he needs is one or two big plays. But that being said, you could have other options depending on how shallow of a league you're in. No way, man. Green Bay, Green Bay, there's no game plan for this week other than make up for last season. They are coming out with guns blazing. Uh, They're going to be like... I mean, they don't have the reasons to be the Patriots last year, but they have something to prove. They have a chip on their shoulder. That, that's the sort of team that they're coming out with. Okay, so you're saying start Jordy, start Lacey, start Rodgers. Are you... Would no, you not, be... is, is Rodgers ahead of Cook right now? No, no, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, that is. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but I'm saying even start the tight end this week against Jacksonville. They have the new defense. Everybody's projecting their defense to be so much better. It's week one. They need to play together before they can get that much better. Okay, so start all the guys, but I, I don't know that I would definitely, uh, you know, go with Devontae Adams or the third guy. No, 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 no. Okay, so when you met, when you said uh, start all your Packers, you meant start all your normal stud Packers, not... I meant uh, be reasonable. Come on. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, I think the plan here is we could very well see somewhat of a shootout in this game. Um, how do you feel about the Jacksonville side? Jacksonville side? Well, the, there's first thing to note is that Ivory uh, was held out of practice or limited in practice with a calf issue right now. Um, so this this might be a, a really big opening for TJ Yeldon. If Ivory can't get that straightened out and uh, contribute some significant time in the game, 
Yeldon may be in there a significant portion of time, uh, come down with a lot of passes and establish himself some pretty good value, especially for uh, drafters who took him pretty deep. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Especially in Dynasty, you know, I was still pretty high on TJ Yeldon even after Jacksonville signed Ivory because he's always had these nagging injury issues. Yeah, soft tissue sort of things. Yeah, well, that being said, I do like Yeldon more um, regardless, even if Ivory does start. I do think that in a PPR format, uh, Yeldon is going to see a little bit more action uh, rather than, you know, Ivory grinding away some game clock here. Um, and obviously you're starting uh, Allen Robinson. How do you feel about Hearns or Bortles in this game? Or- I think this this could be a nice week for Hearns and Daly. Um, you know, I'm a little down on Hearns. Uh, I think actually I thought you I think you were more down on him than me, but it turns out you actually like him more than me for the season. Um, but I think for this game, this this could be a good one. This is a shootout. This is a this is a best baller daily sort of play for Hearns. Um, and I'm expecting at least two touchdowns for Blake Bortles this week. Yeah, I I think Bortles will be fine, Um, but I I do think that the Green Bay defense has improved, and I don't know that I I love Hearns for DFS. I I think he's fine if you need him to start in your flex spot, Um, but I'm not expecting a a huge game from him necessarily. I don't love him in a, in a season play, but in daily, I like him. But, you know, the, the best defenses, what do they do? They take away the playmakers, and, and there's one playmaker on this defense. Maybe two if you count Julius Thomas. Yeah, and that, that, was the, uh, that was the other player that I was going to mention. I do think that Julius Thomas could see definitely a touchdown in this game. I, I think Green Bay can be attacked, you know, kind of in the middle of the field. Their, their secondary is better, in, you know, in terms of their cornerbacks rather than, you know, their, um, you know, over the top in the middle. I'm projecting a touchdown for Allen Robinson and a touchdown for uh, for Demerit. No, what's his name? Tom Thomas. What's his first name? <laughs> I'm Alan so excited. Robinson? Julius Thomas. Oh, oh, Julius Thomas. Yeah, he's not on the uh, on the Broncos anymore, Los. No, Ooh, sir. Calvin Benjamin with a nice catch over the middle. All right. Okay. Hey, man, he's a great player. I, I think I'm just getting super excited about every single player right now because it's so long since we've every, watched every football. Every catch is a great matters. catch. Every run is a great one. Run, huh? Yeah, right now it is certainly. Although against either of those defenses, that that is true. I mean, simply the act of completing a catch is not something you or I could do against, you know, uh, Denver's defense. Yeah, notably, it looks like uh, you know Denver it has a game plan for Von Miller so far. Uh, he hasn't uh, done anything of note quite just yet, but uh, certainly they're trying to keep him out of the game. You mean Carolina has a game plan? Yeah, sorry. I was unsure what you were trying to say. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's what you do. You key on the other team's playmakers. All right, uh, next game. All right, the next game we're going to talk about here is going to be Buffalo at Baltimore. How do you feel okay. about this game? Um, well, I don't think it's the most exciting game of the uh, of the opening week of the season, but it's also not the least exciting game of the opening season. I think Tyrod Taylor's a solid start here. As well as most weeks, um, his his running floor just gives him, uh, you know, a good baseline floor value that that a lot of other quarterbacks don't give you. Um, I'm expecting a heavy usage of uh, McCoy this game as they're still trying to figure out uh, who the who the backup in that backfield's going to be. But I, I think they'll lean heavily on Lashawn. Yeah, you know, uh, real quick, uh, let's rewind for a second. Uh, while we're sure. going through these games, why don't we uh, why don't we take a uh take a gander at who we think is going to come out on top for each of these matchups here sure why not sure uh green bay uh by 10 points (laughs) um and what about uh, carolina and denver here oh um gosh 
I think people were thinking this is going to be an easy one to pick for Carolina, but I mean, Simeon, is he really that much worse than Peyton Manning was or than Brock Osweiler was? They won the Super Bowl. I, I think I've got to stick with Denver. Um, I still like Carolina in this matchup. I do think that, you know, they came in, like I said, with a game plan for Von Miller and that they seem to be moving the ball down the field all right so far. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I was I, I loved Carolina in the Super Bowl last year, and the main winner of that choice by me was was uh, the Las Vegas itself. <laughs> I think uh, I think a lot of people did because if I remember correctly, the line was pretty heavily in favor of Carolina. It was. It, it was. It was crazy, actually. So what about uh, what about Buffalo at Baltimore? Baltimore, excuse me. I got to go with Buffalo. Got to go with Rex Ryan over over Trustman and whatever that team's going to try and put together. I think they're still trying to find their identity. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of answer questions answered. Not a lot. Actually, even out of this game, we might not know who the who the starting running back is in, in Baltimore. I think I think Buffalo has more of an identity and Baltimore needs to find itself. So due to existential crisis, Buffalo will win. I don't know. See, I like the Buffalo uh, side for fantasy more because I think we have more clear-cut players to start on Buffalo. But in terms of the actual NFL game, I actually think Baltimore at home might take this game. Um, Buffalo's defense has suffered just a, a skew of injuries uh, this entire offseason. Their linebacking core is just devastated. And I think we're going to see Baltimore come out and play some heavy physical ball here. Okay. All right. Um, but that said, I, I think on the Buffalo side for fantasy, uh, you're starting Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Baltimore's uh, secondary certainly doesn't scare anyone. Um, same with Sammy Watkins. I think they're actually a pretty nice uh, stack in DFS. And then, you know, as you mentioned, LaShawn McCoy is going to get, you know, 25, 30 carries in this game. Yep. Now, how about the uh, Baltimore side? See, that's tough. Uh, I I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable starting any of the Baltimore running backs. Uh, If I had to pick one, I think I would still go with Forsett. I think he will be the quote unquote starter. Um, But that, you know, that being said, I I think the goal line carries might go to West. Um, I think Buck Allen might steal a few passing downs here and there. It's really just a mess in the backfield there. Yeah, I like Terrence West a lot more until about 48 hours ago, basically. That, that's, that's the story there. A um, lot, of, lot of fantasy pundits are saying, go ahead and grab uh, Kenneth Dixon, keep him on your bench, expecting him to take over the, the workload when he's back. I don't, I don't necessarily know why that's the consensus. I mean, sure, if you've got room, if you've got an IR spot, stash him. But I, I, I don't know. I, I did it in one league, but I'm not convinced. I like Dick. I like Dixon's talent the most out of those four running backs. But at the same time, I think that even if he does emerge, it's still going to remain a committee for this year, barring you know unforeseen injuries to one or two guys. Exactly. Um, I think the wide receiver situation is pretty straightforward. Do you agree? We talked about Kamari Aiken in our Sleepers podcast. Yeah, and I actually like Mike Wallace quite a bit as well. You know, there oh. have been reports that, you know, he's been gelling with Joe Flacco in practices, and I do think that, you know, he could be a nice play. Mike Wallace is a guy who quit on his team when they were trying to make the playoffs in Miami. Mike Wallace is a guy that is is not going to be in the NFL come the end of the season. I don't know about that. I, I feel like his, you know, his strength has always been as a deep threat, and there may not be a better deep thrower in the NFL than Joe Flacco. 
how about Brock Osweiler? He just, he's getting paid the big bucks now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. The jury is still out there. The jury is um, still out. Um, just a couple comments on this tight end situation. I think this may be the most interesting, worth watching, the most fantasy relevant, because we know what a Trustman offense can produce from a tight end. Uh, we, we highly touted Ben Watson coming into the season. Um, just keep an eye on the splits of, of, uh, of, uh, targets and time played for uh, between Crockett Gilmore and Max Williams, whoever emerges as the tight end one could be an actual top 10 uh, tight end for this season, in my opinion. So here's the thing. I've moved away from that. I think that Ben Watson, when he was healthy, was the clear cut starter. And now I'm avoiding all those guys, just like I am with the Baltimore backfield. Um, I, I just don't see any way that any one of them is going to log the most play time. I think, again, it's going to be a committee. And I think the real winner here is Joe Flacco. He's got a ton of weapons and they may change them in and out each drive. But Flacco's going to have plenty of options. Sure. All right. All right. Um, by the way, Kelvin Benjamin, a nice touchdown there. Certainly a returning value early in the season here. Looks like I'm wrong so far. Yeah, uh, we will see. Uh, we we got a lot of games. Uh, we got a lot of games to play, and there's still plenty of minutes left in this game as well. Yes, sir. I was avoiding this game like the plague in a survival pool. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this is a great matchup for uh, you know for a rematch of the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're starting the season with a with an excellent Thursday night football game. That's for sure. All right, well, let's move on to the third game that we're going to preview here. Uh, a little bit sad about this one. Uh, I think I have to take Houston with Chicago at Houston. Well, that's because you have brain cells, so that, that's really not you know, <laughs> that, that far of a leap. Well, you know, I, I would have given Chicago you know, a fighting chance, but now with the reports that J.J. Watt will be playing in this game, I just that offensive line is still a work in progress. I certainly like that the Bears signed Josh Sitton, but... It's uh, it's still looking pretty rough up there. Yeah. Did it ever come out the reason that Green Bay uh, cut him? Was it was it cap issues? Because it was it, I mean, I guess maybe because it was a lineman that it really didn't get the coverage that I thought it deserved. But uh, I, I assume it was a cap casualty sort of thing. I, I don't think so. Uh, no one really? really knows. I, I've been trying to do a little more investigative work. I myself am not super familiar with all the uh, team's cap situations but uh, as far as i can tell it, it had nothing to do with the money um but it, it is odd well, that, because in I, that case that worries me because green bay's been a team for the past five six years that's been scrapping to put a line together and i mean on paper he's a pro bowler but here they go just cutting him i don't maybe he's not really all that great well, I mean, until uh, until he proves that, we'll we'll certainly take him. We can use the help on the offensive I get, line. I, he's probably better than what's that guy we just drafted that's not playing. Uh, you're talking about Cody Whitehair? Yeah, Cody Whitehair. That's the one. Well, supposedly they're gonna not to turn this into a Bears show, but supposedly they're gonna slide uh, Whitehair over to center. Oh, and, that's right. Grassu's hurt. That's right. Yeah, and he and uh, Ted Larson are gonna compete for the uh, starting center position now, I believe. Sweet. Let's do it. All right. Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Fantasy side, Chicago. I, I think you're, you're starting Alshon. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a no brainer as long as he's healthy. Mm -hmm. um, Kevin White, uh, I'm not so sure on. I think we need to see uh, a couple good games from him before I'm comfortable just tossing him in as a flex. We got to make sure he's healthy too. We've got big questions in both of our receivers with health issues. Yeah, I think reports just came out today that Kevin White was actually limited in practice with a hamstring issue. So certainly not good news on that front. Not a good start. Um, Jeremy Langford, I, I don't love him against this Houston defense, but at the same time, 
uh, we've seen throughout the preseason that he is going to be the guy. So, you know, if you don't have better options, certainly I think Langford will at least get the workload. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think a sneaky pick for the top t- offensive scorer uh, from a skill position. I mean, Cutler will be the top scorer, obviously. It's a quarterback. But I think uh, Zach Miller may come out with the most points out of this Bears offense this week. I don't know. I, I think the only two Bears players in fantasy for week one that I really would be comfortable starting are Alshon Jeffrey and Jeremy Langford. Yeah, I mean, they'll get the bulk of the looks, but I mean, if, there, if there's a dark horse to, for anybody to produce while Houston's busy locking the rest of the team down, I think it's the tight end who, no, who nobody really thinks about. Who's Zach Miller? Sure. And again, you know, as we've mentioned before on this show, outside the top five tight ends, it's really kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on the Houston side, uh, certainly uh, you, you got to love Lamar Miller against the Bears. Uh, a slightly improved front seven, but still, uh, you know, still a work in progress, just like the offense. Um, and certainly uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a no brainer. You're plugging him in there. And I actually think Will Fuller could have a pretty decent game. We're uh, we're struggling with some injuries uh, in our secondary as well. This is going to get ugly fast. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I mean, I'll be cheering on the Bears and I'll be watching the game, but uh, I imagine I, I will be annoyed or angry. Yeah, I've I've got to focus on I've got to key in and focus in on Team Los for for Week One of the NFL season. Yeah, how do you feel about uh, Brock Osweiler either as a streaming quarterback play in redraft formats or even as a DFS play? Certainly, uh, the Chicago defense isn't that scary. Right. I have not looked uh, deeply into what his price point is on DFS, but I can't imagine it being top 20. Um, I, I would definitely look to look at him as a, as a great pair uh, with the Andre Hopkins stack. Sorry. Stack is the, is the buzzword. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else that you wanted to touch on for this game? Mm, not, not a ton. Um, not ex- still not excited by the tight end situation in Houston. Yeah, until until we see, uh, you know, somebody emerge there, I, I think it's kind of a wash. Yeah. All right, so the next game here is going to be Cleveland at Philly. Who do you got here? Oh, in this game, gosh, the, it's 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 really tough. I, I, you know what? Let's flip the coin. Let's let's give it to. Oh my gosh, RG three versus Carson Wentz. How is this a game? I don't understand. Uh, let's go ahead and give it to Cleveland, who I think has the better defense. I don't know about the better defense. Uh, I think that the Philly front seven actually is going to get a good amount of pressure on RG3. But that said, I think that their secondary is going to struggle a lot. And and I actually like Cleveland in this matchup. All right. Great. Um, so RG3, I think that he'll actually be a decent start. He could get a couple of deep touchdowns, uh, as we saw in the preseason, certainly not afraid to air it out. Um, and I think, you know, similarly in, in DFS, Terrell Pryor, pretty cheap, as well as uh, Corey Coleman. So certainly you like both of those receivers. Yeah, these will all be cheap people to grab. Um, if there's anybody in a season fantasy uh, for me to own on the receiving core or to to I don't know, to have value in the receiving core in Cleveland. I, I think Terrell Pryor should be owned right now, um, if but only for the chance of him doing something big in the first few weeks of the season before Coleman comes on, um, before Jordan gets back on the field, and then trying to deal him for something, just on the off chance that he is able to produce like a wide receiver two type value. 
Yeah, I, I don't know that. Uh, I, I like Terrell Pryor in Dynasty. I think he's an interesting player with a lot of talent. But in terms of redraft, I think that by the time he really kind of gets established, Josh Gordon will be back. And I, I think it's just going to be, it's almost like a Ted Ginn situation, right? Like you never know which one of those guys is going to get a deep touchdown week to week. Oh, yeah. I don't like him at all. But that doesn't mean that you can't uh, have him sit on your bench while he's producing and then trade him away week two or three. Sure. Um, I, I think that's certainly possible. Um, what, yeah. what about the running backs here? I think for this week, I prefer Duke over Crowell. I, I don't think that it's going to be that easy to run on Philly. Really? To me, I actually prefer Crowell to Duke this week. Um, I get, Just because I, I think this is going to be uh, a, a tale of two offenses that isn't going to, that aren't going to do anything to, uh, what's the word impotent. That's the word I was looking for Two impotent offenses. And I think that means that they're going to lean on Crowell. Hugh Jackson has shown that he does like to lean on his, on his power back um, to try and move the chains and get the ball down the field and make something happen for his team. Hmm. Uh, by, by the way, for all those uh, already, you know, reporting the death of Demarius Thomas with Peyton Manning's retirement, uh, Demarius already three or four catches here in the first quarter. So certainly uh, returning value on his ADP. Keep it rolling. Um, yeah, actually, how would you feel about a, a quick bet? I think in PPR formats, Duke is going to outscore Crowell this week. I think you're probably right, but I think I have more, I have more faith in Crowell to get a bigger workload. But I do think Johnson will have I, I think it's going to be a matter of what the rest of your team looks like. If you're looking for solid production where you think, OK, I can just plug in X amount of numbers, X, X amount of value, then you want Crowell. But I do think I think every week, as a matter of fact, I like Johnson more than Crowell. I, I don't like Crowell. I, th- I don't think I like him as a person. I don't like him as a player. <laughs> I, I can't put a bet with my name on it with with Isaiah Crowell. OK, that's certainly uh, that's certainly fair. Um, OK. So on the Philly side here, uh, do you really like anyone outside of Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles? No, and I really don't even like them that much. I mean, yeah, uh, Jordan Matthews, of course. Yeah, I I think Matthews and Ertz are interesting. I just, I don't know if I can trust Carson Wentz just yet. I think we need to see more out of him. I just, you know, this is a guy who barely played any snaps in the preseason and just, I don't know. I don't know if he's NFL ready. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, they, I don't think the plan at all was them starting with him, but maybe, I mean, Case Keenum must be just god-awful for this to have been the abrupt change now. Yeah, I uh, wait, Case Keenum, you mean uh, uh, Sam Bradford? Ch- Chase Daniel. Oh, Chase Daniel, gotcha. Yes, sorry. Uh, no worries. Um, certainly, uh, I, 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 think... I mix up all my, my C-named backup quarterbacks. Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Case Keenum is starting for the LA Rams. He's not a he backup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Goff's not even active for uh, week one, right? How did that slip by? Oh, wait, because I don't care about that game. I <laughs> uh, certainly, uh, certainly agree with that. I don't think that'll be uh, one of the highlights of this week per se. And can you believe that that's the Monday night football game for week one? Yeah, I'll certainly be uh, much more excited for Pittsburgh at Washington on Monday over uh, over the Rams at the Niners, but we'll get to those games uh, towards the end of the show. Yes, sir. All right, so Philly, I, I think uh, Jordan Matthews and PPR, he'll still get looks, as with Ertz. I just don't know that either of them are going to have a big game. I think really Philly's going to try to run the ball or you know have Wentz dump it off to Sproles. 
um, to kind of get them acquainted to an actual live regular season game. That's why I like the running backs the most uh, on that team. Yeah, I mean, but if you're on a team and you drafted Ertz and Matthews, you're not benching them. Sure, I, I certainly understand that. Um, okay, so the next game here is going to be Tampa Bay at Atlanta, and uh, I like Atlanta at home here. Huh, I think I've got to go on the other side again and go ahead and grab Lovey Smith's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lovey Smith, you mean Dirk Cutter? Lovey Smith is now coaching Illinois, my good friend. You're right, Atlanta. It is. <laughs> okay, well that was uh, <laughs> that was pretty quick. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly, I I don't know how confident I am, uh, but uh, I certainly like Dan Quinn better as the head coach of Atlanta. Um, much better game management, and I, you know. I actually like Matt Ryan for this week. Say what you will about his uh, less than stellar season last year, but even though the the Buccaneers have made improvements to that defense, I still think Matt Ryan at home with a healthy Julio Jones, uh, they're going to tear it up. Yeah, uh, to me, the most important thing to watch in this game is watch Coleman's usage. If Freeman struggles at all, how long is the leash there? Uh, is, Is Coleman digging into his into his value, digging into his carries without Freeman even struggling. I, I think that's that's really the most important thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, and I, I think the one other note here as well is, uh, and side note, obviously you're starting Devontae Freeman. Um, of course. But uh, I, I do think that it'll be interesting to keep an eye on Julio. Uh, certainly this ankle injury doesn't sound serious at all, but he has yet to practice in full, so certainly something worth... Uh, keeping an eye on, uh, you know, by the time we post the show, will be Friday just to see if he practices in full. Mm-hmm. Um, just a secondary comment on the wide receiver situation. Roddy White in his final years, not in his final year, but in his final years um, was an extremely productive wide receiver uh, next to Julio. So keep an eye on Sanu and Hardy just to see who emerges there, if anybody really has value. But on the flip side of that coin is that uh, there was no there was no great pass catching running back on the team at that time. So th- this is a team with a little different look to it. Just something to have in the back of your mind. Yeah, you know, while we're delving into deeper, uh, uh, the deeper portion of the Falcon Zep chart, I do think that Taylor Gabriel is interesting. Um, he's a he's a nice, speedy slot option. I, I think he might actually push Justin Hardy for playing time out of the slot, and I think he'll be a good weapon for the Falcons. Everybody loves a speedy slot. Yeah, but and of course, definitely for a deeper league, certainly not starting him in a in a, a ten or twelve man league. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I like everybody. I, despite the fact that I think Atlanta will win this game, I think that Jameis Winston, Doug Martin, Charles Sims, uh, Mike Evans are all going to put up some pretty big numbers in this game. Yeah, I, I even like Sims in, a, in, the, in the flex of a PPR this week. Yeah, and uh, you know certainly Desmond Trufant, uh, a, a pretty good cornerback by by all standards, but. Uh, it's it's hard to shut down Mike Evans. He's just a, such a talented wide receiver, and I, I think that I would start him with confidence. So good. On the other side of the field, uh, Tampa Bay just signed... V-Jax, v Vincent Jackson. I think I'm the only person who ever called him V-Jax, but I have for years, and I just can't stop. I, I apologize. Vincent Jackson has the job for now. But Tampa Bay did just sign Cecil Shorts, who did show that when he can stay healthy, he can be fairly solid he had flex value at times last year with brock osweiler um 
V Jackson, Vincent Jackson, geez, has a job for now. He's the man, of course. But as he as shorts gets acclimated, Vincent Jackson might lose a little value. I don't know. Well, again, the key word there is if shorts is healthy. Uh, of he, course, he's always struggled with, um, you know, hamstring and soft tissue injuries and. Being back in Georgia, certainly uh, the dome helps, but it, for some reason, I feel like he, when he was with Jacksonville, I, I think something, there was a report about how the humidity made it worse for him. Uh, so certainly not uh, not counting on him, but worth keeping an eye on in deeper formats. Yeah, I, I hate the humidity too. Yeah, don't we all? It's been uh, it's been a rough week in, on that front, but uh, anyway, back to fantasy. Uh, any other notes that you want to you wanna bring up in this game? Uh, I think we've hit basically everything. Um, I'm just curious to see what happens. I mean, it's not really fantasy relevant, but who's going to be their tight end by week three? I think it's going to be a committee. I I think Tammy's going to play enough snaps because he's the experienced veteran. Um, But I think certainly from a purely physical standpoint, Austin Hooper is a much better option. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't even thinking about Atlanta, but you're absolutely right. It was more of a question for for Tampa Bay, but yeah, who's going to start at either of these teams at tight end? Yeah, and uh, I, by I week think three? similarly for Tampa Bay as well. I think that um, Brait has seemed to be more reliable in terms of knowing the playbook and you know consistent effort. But certainly, Safarian Jenkins is a much better physical talent. Yeah, but who who has time for a TEBC tight end by committee? That just sounds like a stupid plan for any coach. Just worry about your main skill positions and pick a tight end. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's why all four of those guys are largely unowned in many leagues. There we go. Um, Okay, so moving on, Minnesota at Tennessee. Certainly uh, sorry to see Teddy Bridgewater suffer that injury, even as a Bears fan. That's pretty brutal. Yep, absolutely. Never like injuries. Certainly uh, wish him the best, but in the meantime, I I think Sean Hill's going to start week one despite uh, them trading for Sam Bradford. I, I think he's going to need at the, least a yeah, little that's, time. Yeah, that's what the reports were. That's what the plan is. I, I expect Bradford to fully have the team under himself under him by week three. I don't think it affects anybody. May, the only person maybe when Bradford's in there, Stefan Diggs might have a little more value, but I, I don't think it moves him from a wide end, uh, wide end from a wide receiver four to a three or anything crazy like that um i i I, i'm not starting anybody except adrian peterson with absolute confidence yeah i mean peterson certainly uh the tennessee line doesn't really scare you but uh i don't know um stefan diggs i'm not really super keen on until we see a more consistent quarterback play i think he's a wide receiver three wide receiver four right now um we'll see how bradford does but I, yeah, I, I agree. I, it, no, my my notes for this game were no, 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 except AP. Um, the one other thing is, I, I do think that Jarek McKinnon is certainly worth keeping an eye on. Uh, depending on how much they rotate him in, uh, he might have some flex value even when Peterson is healthy. I don't necessarily think that this offense is is good enough for him to have any standalone carrying value. But I am of the, of the uh, camp that believes that every AP owner needs to own Jarek McKinnon. Oh, definitely. Uh, certainly one of the, one of the bigger high value handcuffs out there. Yep. All right. So on the Tennessee side here, uh, the Minnesota defense certainly uh, very much improved in the last couple of years. Um, don't love Mariota here. I think you're still starting Delaney Walker, his number one target. What about the running backs? 
Yeah, both of these teams are going to run a lot. Um, you've got to start DeMarco Murray if you want out of the way to draft him because it's doubtful that you have a, a better running back option. And Well, unless you went running back, running back, and then in round five dug in again on, on DeMarco Murray, which would make no sense to me. Um, but I do think that Henry might be a solid flex play here just because of the the volume of running I expect the team to do. Yeah, uh, again, I agree. I think that both teams are going to try the ground and pound approach here. And by the way, speaking of ground and pound, CJ Anderson with some nice, nice runs right now. Great low value running back or uh, low, yeah, low value running back in the in the draft this year. Yeah. So okay, um, real quick too. What do you? How do you feel about Tajay Sharp this year? I think I need to see how wide receiver shakes out in Tennessee in general. I'm not excited to own any of them. I sort of look at the Tennessee uh, wide receiver situation the exact same way that I look at the uh, LA Rams uh, wide receiver situation. I'm not going to own any of them, and I'm not going to be really that angry if somebody beats me because they went in on them. Yeah, I I certainly like Sharp as a talent, uh, particularly in Dynasty. I just don't know that, uh, again, same as you mentioned with the Rams, I just don't know that the volume is going to be there. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting anything, and I, I personally don't really care for him that much with his talent. He's not that fast. He's a he's a you know wide rec- He's a possession type wide receiver. And when do they really translate that greatly into the fantasy game? All right, and uh, wh- what what team do you think is going to take this game? Minnesota. Yeah, I, I gotta lean that way as well. Even even with uh, you know being on the road, you know the the emotions running high after Teddy's uh, injury. I think Minnesota's got something to prove here. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think Teddy's injury got, bless his soul, but I don't think their game plan changed one iota. Oh wow! And the first touchdown vulture of the year, the fullback stealing the touchdown from C.J. Anderson. Oh Whew. boy. I, I don't even know his name. Number 32 for Denver. Uh, I literally have no idea who that is. What's his name? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, let, let, uh, you know, let me see real quick. This is certainly interesting. Yeah, this is news. This is news. Oh, my gosh. Everybody cut CJ Anderson now. Yep. We, week one, and uh, we've already got a touchdown vultured. Wow. Is, is it Andy Janovich? Is he the new top free agent ad? Yeah, I, th- I think that's his name. Uh, I literally have never heard his name before right now. <laughs> yes, Denver, one of four teams with a fullback listed on their depth chart. Alrighty, well, uh, certainly uh, pour one out for the C.J. Anderson owners here. Similarly, I'm, I'm, I was expecting a, uh, a uh, Mike Tolbert touchdown this game, to be honest. Uh, there's still plenty of time for that. That's right. Actually, if there is one thing to touch on for the Carolina-Denver game, I know we weren't going to talk about it, but Cameron Artis Payne is a healthy scratch this game. Just think about that. Yeah, um, certainly uh, I, I think you you can drop him um, if you did draft him as a handcuff to Jonathan Stewart. I, I think it's going to be a running back by committee anyway if Stewart gets hurt. Not that it already isn't. I mean, it was last year. Tolbert was stealing goal line carries from from Stewart all year yeah um but I'm just saying that if Stewart were to get hurt I think it'd be even more of a muddled committee there oh yeah okay so let's move on then to Cincinnati at New York Mm -hmm. um I like the Jets I like the Jets here yeah I, I think that Andy Dalton's missing a lot of his weapons from last year and we we might see bad Andy in week one yeah, it, it's it's never too late to see bad, never too early to see bad Andy. I agree. Um, 
the, they have the the Jets have the same offense that they had last year, essentially with a to me an improvement in Matt Forte over over Chris Ivory. Um, I think Marshall's a high end wide receiver too this week. I think Dexter, Decker is a good flex play. Um, Marshall was uh, practicing a, a little limitedly in the uh, prior week, but I expect him to be off the injury report by game time. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you know you're starting the two wide receivers. You're starting Forte, and you're you can flex Powell if you really need him, and especially in PPR. I think they might try to see what their new toy can do in game one. See what see what sort of tread Forte has left on his tires. Um, it could, it could be a telling week for Forte owners, actually. Yeah, certainly uh, another uh, running back um, workload split to monitor to start the season. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Cincinnati side, uh, certainly uh, don't love Andy Dalton in this game. I think if I were to pick a running back there, I, I would go Geo over Hill in this game. Yes, uh, New York's shown their, their ability to put points on the board. Um, despite Cincinnati's defense, I think they're going to be playing a little bit of catch-up this game. Yeah, and it uh, doesn't need to be said, but of course you're starting A.J. Green. Of course. All right, uh, I think this game is relatively straightforward. Anything else? No, sir. All right, so the next matchup should be a very interesting game, and that's going to be Oakland at New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I can't bet against Drew Brees at home. Yeah, I'm curious what you think is interesting. I think Drew Brees is going to hang 45 points on him um, to their 30, and uh, that'll be the game. See, I, I think that Oakland's uh, offense is going to at least keep pace and make it uh, a somewhat tight game. Okay, okay. I mean, I could see it. New Orleans, as we know, does not have a great defense. Um, I'm confidently starting both Cooper and Tra- Crabtree this week. I know you're a little uh, down on Crabtree no, this not, year, correct? Uh, not this week against that New Orleans defense or lack thereof. Yeah, I think I think the most interesting thing on the Oakland side of the ball is to see what percentage of the workload DeAndre Washington gets. Um, I'm I'm starting Latavius Murray with confidence this week. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I also think Clive Walford's worth a look. Uh, New Orleans is certainly susceptible on the inside as well in the middle of the field. I think that Walford might get uh, quite a few looks here. Sure, stack your stack your daily team with studs and then throw Clive Walford in there. Well, I was going to say particularly if uh, you know you, they agree with you more so than me in thinking that Breeze is going to blow out Oakland because in that situation, I think Walford might see a ton of garbage time checkdowns to keep the ball moving up the field. Everybody will. A lot, lot of PPR points to be had this week in this game. Yep, and uh, on the New Orleans side, uh, one thing to note, uh, I certainly like all of their fantasy options as well, but Michael Thomas uh, had an injury, was limited in practice today, Certainly something to keep an eye on. Yeah, bodes even better for Willie Sneed and Brandon Cooks, though. And Kobe Fleener. Yes, sir. And uh, as we already established, you're certainly starting Drew Brees, and you're certainly starting Mark Ingram. Absolutely. And maybe even start CJ. Sp- Can we talk about CJ Speller, or is he is he banned from the uh, podcast? It might, might be too soon. I don't know. That, that really oh, no, cut I'm deep. not serious about starting him, but... No, but I, I mean, certainly he's intriguing. Uh, there have been reports saying that Spiller says that he feels, you know, the healthiest he's felt since signing with New Orleans. Um, and, and certainly the Buffalo Bills know that uh, healthy CJ Spiller is a dangerous, dangerous weapon. But that's that's right. That's right. <laughs> until you until you make him sick by making him throw up by giving him the football so many times. Yeah, I just. I don't know. He's become one of those quote unquote injury prone label guys. And 
He's staying. I'm staying away. He's he's on my list. He's worth monitoring in deep leagues, but certainly not starting him in week one. Mm-hmm. All right, next game here, San Diego at Kansas City. Uh, I'm taking Kansas City here pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the last of the noon games, correct? Uh, that is correct. All right, good. So I want to make sure I'm at the same place on the list. Who, who did you pick? Uh, I'm taking Kansas City. Uh, let me think about it for a few minutes. Ask me after we're done talking about him. Okay. Um, well, San Diego, let's start on that side of the ball. Sure. Um, don't love Phillip Rivers against a pretty good Chiefs defense. Uh, certainly starting Keenan Allen without hesitation. How do you feel about the running backs here? I, I think this is kind of like how I, I felt uh, it was more of a Geo game than a Jeremy Hill game in the previous matchup with Cincinnati and the Jets. I, I think this is going to be a Woodhead game. I expect them actually to see what they can get out of Gordon early in the season. I think they're going to try and give him a heavy bit of workload. Woodhead is not the sort of back that, that he's not the future of your team. He's not the future of your franchise. He's a very good player. He's very good in, fran- in, a, in a PPR league, definitely. But I expect them to try and run run Gordon a lot. If he's ineffective, then, then it's Woodhead from there on out. I don't necessarily think that Kansas City is going to hang the points on San Diego to make to make it a complete Danny Woodhead game, but I do expect him to outscore Melvin Gordon this game in a PPR. Mm, yeah, I, I just see that, you know, it's going to be tough to run on Kansas City, even without Tom Bahali or, I mean, Justin Houston. Um, I just, I don't know. I think well, it's both a, of them are out, aren't they? I believe Tom Bahali practiced. Uh, let me, really? That let doesn't me necessarily that use quick. up to game. Well, right, sure. that's, something, that's something to monitor up to, up to game time. Yeah, certainly the, the Chiefs, uh, I, I, Tom Bahali was uh, limited in practice, but he is expected to play. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see how effective he is. And certainly Eric Berry sat out for quite a bit this season. So the Chiefs mm-hmm. are not, uh, you know, 100% on defense either. But I still think it's going to be tough to run the ball for Gordon. Um, and I think Woodhead's going to rack up those PPR points just like he always has. Yeah, speaking of tough to run the ball, though, what what, are, what is the plan for Kansas City? I guess they... They move the ball pretty effectively with any running back they have back there. Does that make every running back there equally unvaluable or equally valuable? Um, I, you know, from what it seems like, uh, the industry consensus right now is that Spencer Ware is going to have a monster game week one. Yeah. Um, I don't know that he's going to have a, a, a crazy big game, but I certainly like him uh, far and away the best out of the three uh, You know, Chiefs running backs. I, I think there's a chance that we don't see much of Jamal Charles, if at all, this game. And I think that Sharkandrick West is still being worked in uh, after he missed a good amount of time in the preseason with his injury. I think this is going to be a pretty good game for Spencer Ware. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I, think, I'm, I think I'm on board with that thought. Um, always a toss-up who's going to be the wide receiver, too. Kelsey is the clear, essentially, wide receiver, too, on that team. Um, Conley or Wilson may establish some value for themselves. I, I just don't think so, because... They are a team that focuses on the run, and with three to four effective running backs on that team, depending on what they um, keep on their roster, that there's no reason not to run. Yeah, on the Kansas City side, you're starting Spencer Ware, um, you're starting Travis Kelsey, and you're starting Jeremy Macklin, and that's mm-hmm. about it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm sold. It's K- Kansas City's going to win this game. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure why uh, it was such a difficult decision there. I, I think I, it's... Ju- I just hadn't really thought about it yet. Okay. Fair. Certainly fair. We're uh, you know still getting up to speed. It's the first week it's, of the year. It's week one. There's a lot going on. 
And who knows, there's always a lot of shocking upsets week one, so we, uh, we really don't know the true identities of these teams just yet. And that's the thing, that's the toughest thing, is week one and survivor pools and all these things, because you can go in saying, oh, well, this is what they looked like last year. Well, how did Indianapolis look two years ago compared to last year? How did Green Bay look two years ago compared to last year? And yeah, San Diego may, may just play Shockmaster this game. Yeah, certainly true. Um, all right, next game, uh, I don't know about you. I'm taking, uh, for Miami at Seattle, I'm taking Seattle pretty handily here. Yeah, yeah, Seattle. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay, so let's start with the Miami side. Um, question for you. Obviously, you don't love any of the options. Uh, I, I am optimistic on Arian Foster this year, but certainly don't want to start him if I don't have to uh, at Seattle. Um, how do you feel about Foster and Jarvis Landry in this matchup? Yeah, those are the guys. Foster is a high-end flex for me. If he was not playing Seattle, next week is is the time. For now, I would I would look elsewhere. Um, he's he's a he's I I take him as a guy that's very motivated to succeed. He was undrafted in the uh, in the NFL draft, came out and became a very good running back. Here he goes again, getting cut by his team or not re-signed. I forget how that all played out. And I think he feels he has something to prove, and I think he will prove it. it this just won't be the week for that. Um, I'm expecting Miami to get shut down handily, uh, outscored, which means it will probably be a high-volume week for Jarvis Landry. Yeah, and certainly, uh, you know, you worry about the secondary, but in PPR, as long as uh, Tannehill can get the ball to Landry, you know, he's racking up those points. Absolutely. Heck, even, maybe Kenny Stills even breaks it for a deep ball when they're down 20 points. Ooh, I'm not sure about that. I think Kenny Stills is going to see a good amount of Richard Sherman. Yeah, that's why I said maybe. <laughs> Richard Sherman falls asleep sometimes. I mean, you know, they, they do. He, he's not a sorry cornerback or anything like that, but he's also <laughs> not the best cornerback in the league by any stretch of the imagination. Sure. And I think, uh, you know, going back to uh, Landry real quick, I actually like him as an every week wide receiver too in PPR, but certainly uh, on the road at Seattle, I'm dropping him to a, a mid-level flex. Yeah, I in our preseason shows, I, I had much, nothing but disdain for Jarvis Landry. With Devontae Parker's injury and his inability to establish himself in this offense right now, I am also higher on Jarvis Landry. Okay. Um, all right. Let's uh, go over to the Seattle side then. Uh, certainly the Miami defense, not uh, not that scary. Uh, you're starting Russell Wilson for sure. Um, you're starting Tyler Lockett as a flex. You're starting Doug Baldwin as a wide receiver two or flex. Um, how do you feel about the running backs? Yeah. Uh, Miami's run D was not great last year. It, it should be improved this year, but again, just like Jacksonville's D, this is game one of a real NFL game together. You're starting Michael with confidence. Um, Thomas Rawls was held out of practice uh, today and yesterday because of some illness, quote unquote. Yeah, I, I think we could see Kristen Michael with 25 carries this game. Yeah, I, I, I didn't quantify it, but yeah, definitely. Mate. Yeah, they'd probably they'd probably cut him off at like 25 and maybe maybe put ProSice in there or something. ProCC, I mean to say. I didn't mean to offend the family <laughs> saying it wrong. Yeah, you know, we're we're assuming that Seattle's going to lead big in this game and kind of just run some clock. Uh, I think that Kristen Michael could easily have over 100 yards and a touchdown in this game. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. All right. Um, if you do own Thomas Rawls, though, how confident would you be in putting him in your lineup? 
Not whatsoever, unless something changes on game day. And that's the thing. We, we're still we're still three days away from game day, in essence, right? Three full, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. We're two full, days, two full day days away from game day. So he could feel great. Um, but, but regardless, if you have no other options, the highest I could rate him right this week is as your flex. Yeah, I think that Rawls is going to get maybe double-digit carries, maybe 10 carries. Um, basically, if you're starting him, you're hoping that he breaks a big run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else here? No, I don't think there's much to see here, folks. All righty. Uh, let's move on to Detroit at Indianapolis. This should be an interesting game, too. Who do you got here? Oh, <sighs> This is going to be a shootout. It'll be really nice to watch. Um, I just don't know. It's too close to call right now. All right. Well, I, I think I'm going to take Detroit here. Um, I, I think the Jim Bob North offense is going to uh, is going to do pretty well against a pretty weak uh, Indianapolis secondary. Yeah, I just don't know what the Detroit defense looks like, though. And, and Indianapolis is going to come out with something to prove. Yeah, um, again, it's. I think it's going to be a very interesting game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'm putting my faith in Jim Bob Cooter. Yeah, I'm taking Indy this game. Okay. All right. Um, certainly, yeah. uh, certainly can't blame you there. Um, Fantasy-wise, uh, you're pretty much starting everybody on both sides, right? <laughs> If you drafted Abdullah, then you probably have to start Abdullah, but I need him to show me something at some point other than the 2015 preseason. Yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, as we mentioned in our show, what, maybe three or four weeks ago, I'm pretty low on Amir Abdullah. Um, that said, it's positive that, uh, you know, the coaches have come out in support of him, saying that they're going to find different ways to try and get him the football, but... Again, how many times in a game are, are they going to try that? Uh, I just don't know that the volume's there. You're, again, you're kind of hoping for a big play, which he's certainly capable of. Um, he's, just not, he's just not a bell cow. Yeah, they'll get him the ball, just not through the air and not at the goal line. <laughs> so pretty much all the uh, least fantasy relevant touches. Yeah, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. All right. Um, but, you know, starting Matthew Stafford, starting Marvin Jones... Starting Golden Tate, uh, are you starting Eric Ebron if you own him? I don't think I can put faith into Eric Ebron just yet this week. Um, there's a lot of a lot of uh, weapons on that team. Too many weapons for me to think at this point without any surety of uh, Ebron's status that he's going to give you enough good solid value. Um, one guy I, I am interested in this week is if you're in a pinch, I, I don't really know. You know, drafts go crazily. Things happen. You may find yourself in a pinch at wide receiver or flex. I, I think Anquan Bolden may turn out a Landry-esque week this week. Yeah, I could uh, I could totally see Anquan Bolden being the forgotten guy in the defensive coverage and getting a touchdown, you know, from the 15-yard line. Heck, I, I even think some underneath routes that may be open right for him. Sure. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly wouldn't fault you, again, with Indianapolis' secondary just so devastated by injuries. Uh I think Detroit's gonna just uh, eat here. You think they're you think they're gonna roll them, huh? No, no. I think their offense is gonna do great. Uh, again, I think that Indy's gonna answer right back, though. Uh, speaking of, let's move on to that side of the football. Um, you know, you're starting Frank Gore. You're starting Andrew Luck. Uh, you're starting Hilton. You're starting Moncrief, and Dorsett's worth a look at flex. 
an entire team worth, a, a bunch of uh, RB2, R, you know, RB2, wide receiver two, wide receiver two. That's that's just the makeup of the team. Um, one thing for the entire season outlook on Andy Luck that, that I was thinking, um, with the entire 2015 season that was lost for him, he just might play a little more conservatively, get rid of the ball quicker, throw the ball away, um, probably probably run the ball less uh, to, to conserve himself to, so he doesn't get hurt again because I, I don't think anybody in Indianapolis, Andrew Luck especially, does not want to see him on the sidelines. Yeah, um, the one other thing here, too, about Luck is there have been reports that he was limited in practice with a shoulder injury. Uh, not really sure what that's about, but certainly something you want to monitor heading into week one. Yeah, because the, the, the Colts are a dishonest team, and the, uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's what we've, we've learned since watching their management of Luck this past year. So keep a close eye on it. Yeah, and uh, also, how do you feel about Dwayne Allen? Uh, I don't love them. There's too many other good options, and there's too many other good options at tight end. I think this week, though, uh, I, I do like Allen. Um, I think he's a high-end tight end, too, just you know, in this matchup. Yeah, I won't disagree with a high-end tight end, too. Okay. Um, high, so high you, you said you too. like uh, the Colts here, right? I do. Okay. Uh, I think, I think this will be another interesting game. Um, all right, next one, New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is going to be a fun one to watch. We get to see Sterling Shepard's NFL debut. We get to see Dak Prescott under center in a non-preseason game. Uh, lots to talk about in this game. This, is, this, t- this game is going to be an absolute mess is what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that you and I are, are on the same page here. Um, yeah. On paper, Dallas's defense is just you know, Swiss cheese, but Eli Manning always struggles at Dallas. Odell Beckham Jr. is not going to struggle in Dallas. He, <laughs> he just needs to get him the ball and let him do the job. I, I did not say that. Uh, I definitely <laughs> agree with, uh, you know, starting Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Um, I, I think that even if Odell Beckham Jr. were in a wheelchair, he could still put up some points. He, he may be able to. And this, this is a game where I expect them to get up quick using Jennings and then just run the ball a t- or I'm sorry using Odell Beckham and then run a lot with with Rashard Jennings. Yeah, I think Jennings is interesting and I certainly uh I like Sterling Shepard in this game too. I just think that Well, you love Sterling Shepard in general. Well, I do. Uh he is he is my boy this year. I think he's got rookie of the year uh, potential along with Zeke. He does. They both they both do both uh, two two good rookie of the potential can't rookie of the year potential candidates in this in this game um i jennings is a low-end running back one for me this week wow that good huh um i I think he's still he's still in the mid to high running back two range for me i think there's a lot of good running back matchups uh too many for me to put jennings in as a as a running back one but certainly uh certainly don't uh don't hate him in this matchup um how do you feel about eli manning eli i think is is a quarterback one this week stardom and it's it's a no-brainer dallas is a bad defense yeah again uh on paper i i agree with that but i don't know there's just this little voice in the back of my head where eli manning has done so terribly at dallas over the years particularly last year i don't think he threw a single touchdown in either game against dallas um i don't know i just i have a bad feeling in my gut about eli i if if you do have another option, I might actually go with it. He's playing against Dak Prescott 
and and Dallas is secondary, man. Well, I also think that, you know, we'll we'll get there in a second, but I also do think that Dallas is also going to have a lot of success running the ball. I think they're going to chew up a lot of game clock. I don't know that Eli is even going to have that many pass attempts in this game. You don't think Eli will have that many pass attempts? Yeah, I, I think I think Dallas is really going to, you know, try to do ball control, run the ball down their throats, and I, I just don't see uh, – I see the, the time of possession being pretty lopsided in Dallas's favor. How are they going to do that when they go down two touchdowns in the first quarter? I don't know that they will. I, I think that, you know, it's going to be like one or two drives that take up a ton of time. I don't know. I think this team is a dumpster fire. So, so you're taking you're taking New York in this matchup, is what you're telling yes, me. Yes, sir. I'm actually taking Dallas. Oh my God, are you crazy? I I think. Call me crazy. But I just did. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm taking Dallas in in a pigs in a pigskin pick'em league. Uh, I I'm taking Dallas this week. I live in Dallas, and I don't even think Dallas is a shot. <laughs> uh, you you care to place a side wager here? Uh, like you mean like a, a board bet or yeah. like money yeah, or like a board I, bet. I don't know what you're asking me yeah I, I say that the dallas cowboys win this game let's talk about this after post post uh post production <laughs> all right um okay fantasy wise uh you certainly don't want to trust will ty or larry Donnell on the giants um really you're starting odell beckham uh sterling shepherd rashad jennings and if you believe uh eli manning yeah stay away from shane vereen this week yeah um okay on the dallas side here so uh you're still rolling with zeke though right i mean i don't own him any in any league because i i don't buy in on uh, uh rookie running backs who i've never seen take a snap in the nfl but if you have him on your team you're certainly not benching him and uh cam newton's first touchdown of the year all right what what was it? I missed it. Was it was a rushing touchdown run to the right. There we go. See, if if uh if Tolbert's not taking him from Stewart, then Cam Newton is himself. Yeah, that's uh that's certainly true. Um all right, back to Dallas. Uh so Zeke, you're certainly still starting. He's still a top ten guy for this week for me. Um how do you feel about Dak Prescott? I I'm I'm not touching them. There's too many other. There's too many shootout games out there. There's too many really good quarterback options out there for for me to even waste five seconds of my time on Dak Prescott. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that there's certainly a lot of risk there. Uh, however, I do think that he'll be good enough to make uh, Des Bryant and Jason Witten still very startable. I to, I mean, you have to start Des, but Des is a wide receiver too for me this week. There's no other way about it. And as a rule, I do not touch Terrence Williams. Um, well, number one, I also want no part of Terrence Williams. Uh, <laughs> certainly, he might score a 50-yard touchdown here, um, but I, I still would rather not start him. Uh, I think Jason Witten's going to see a good amount of underneath uh, targets, uh, as he always does. I, I don't know that Prescott's um, you know, got a specific rapport with him, but a, as you always say, young quarterbacks certainly like to rely on the tight end. Um, and I, I actually disagree with you on Des. I, I think that he's still a pretty solid wide receiver one for me, albeit a lower end wide receiver one. Um, but Prescott's shown decent decision making skills in the preseason. And number two, even if he does throw a couple picks, uh, he's shown that he's not scared to target his receivers and let them go up and get it. And Des Bryant is one of the best at that. 
In the preseason, you see base coverage defenses. You're not seeing actual NFL defenses run. I I don't ever care about what's shown in the preseason. I understand that, but you know when you look at you know how this game is going to go, I think the Giants have to stack the box a little bit to stop the run, and that's going to leave Des Bryant with some single coverage on certain plays. And if and when Dak Prescott sees that, I think he's going to go to him, and I think that he's accurate enough. Uh, to at least put it in Brian's catch radius, and once once it's at that point, I think Brian's going to come down with it. Yeah, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I've seen Ryan Matthews fall flat on his face in his rookie year. I've seen Beanie Wells fall flat on his face his rookie year. It, this is what rookie running backs do. Darren McFadden was supposed to be the next coming of running back Jesus. What is he doing? All right, um, I agree to uh, disagree. You you know more than anyone uh, how high I am on Ezekiel oh, yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. But, all right, maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't know. You do like Kool-Aid. I, I love Kool-Aid. So does Andy Reid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Specif- specifically, he likes marketing Kool-Aid. <laughs> I, I would love to see Andy Reid actually crash through, you know, a fake brick wall and do that. There's got to be a gif of that out there somewhere. Uh, I, I would love to see that, but all right, um, let's go back to the game. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on the Dallas side? No, I, that's enough time talking about Dallas. You're, uh, you're, so you're not going to start the Dallas defense? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Witten may end up being the top scoring player in all of Dallas this week. No, stop it. No. He may. No. He may. He may. Absolutely He's an not. Option. All right, we're, we're moving on from this insanity that you're just spewing out of your mouth. You're welcome. Okay. Well, clearly Los does not like the Dallas skill players. Uh, I am perfectly fine if you want to roll with Zeke and Dez. I think that they will still be top 12 at their position this week. Okay. All right. Moving on. New England at Arizona. We're finally going to see Jimmy Garoppolo in some regular season action. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. How do you feel about the Patriots? Uh, I'm about as excited about Jimmy Garoppolo as I am Dak Prescott. Ouch. Uh, oh, that's that's certainly not good. Um, yeah, Brady owners, don't forget that Garoppolo is starting for the next four weeks. That could that may be the, the worst mistake you could possibly make. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think No, I mean, that, starting Brady accidentally. Oh, well, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly don't want to do that. But I think I don't love the Patriots offense against a, a tough Arizona defense at no, home. Oh, they're a great team. Um, but that said, I, I think that Garoppolo, again, same as Prescott, um, even if he does make some mistakes, I think he's still talented enough to get the ball to his teammates. And I don't know that it hurts any of the guys around him that much. You're certainly starting Gronk, although we, we do want to hear more more reports mm-hmm. about this mysterious hamstring injury that supposedly yeah. has been lingering for weeks. Uh, hashtag Madden curse. <laughs> um, but I mean, if if Gronk is active, you're you're starting him. Then that's oh, without that. question. Um, Martellus Bennett uh, certainly. Uh, I, I think this even bumps him up a little bit uh, in case they do want to limit Gronk a little bit. Um, I, I'm pretty comfortable starting Bennett as a low end tight end one this week. Uh, I don't love Julian Edelman. I, I don't think that... Uh, I think he's going to see a lot of coverage his way, and I, I don't know that he has the timing routes down with Jimmy Garoppolo as he did with Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I don't love James White as an option, but I think this is a James White game. 
Yeah, I, certainly you're not going to uh, smash LeGarrette Blunt against that Arizona D-line. No, and Arizona scores in bunches. You'll run yourself right out of the game. Yeah, I, I think that we're going to see a lot of, uh, or at least a good amount of short passes and screens to James White just to help Garoppolo out. Yeah, I, I do think Edelman, I, I'm expecting 10-plus targets for Edelman, but you're right, he is going to have to work for those catches. Yeah, I think I'm dropping Edelman down to a flex-level play uh, until Brady is back, or this, at least yeah, against this, the Cardinals. This is a, re- a really tough matchup for New England. Yeah, and uh, are, are you even touching Chris Hogan or Danny Amendola? No, not at this point. I don't. Is, is Amendola even practicing again yet? Yeah, he's uh, he's supposedly healthy now, but certainly uh, doesn't help that he's missed really? I thought I pretty saw much the, the entire preseason. Okay. No, he's actually off the the injury report as of now. He is okay. Um, of the two, probably Chris Hogan, but I I really have to wait and let that shake out i mean let's see what the what game one brings and the other thing with with new england that's infuriating is of course you can never you can never guess what their game plan is going to be and what they're going to do with each of their players i think there's a good chance bennett gets a score this game if england if new england could get anything going on offense yeah so i think on the new england side here we're agreeing you're starting gronk you're starting bennett and you're starting white as a flex yes okay um, what about the Arizona side? Uh, you know, Carson Palmer has looked pretty shaky in the preseason. Yeah, I think I think he'll get it together. New England is not a great defense. Um, it's not like he's going up and facing Denver's secondary and Denver or Denver's front seven, Denver's entire defense. You know, week one or anything, he'll, he'll get into a groove. Um, but you know, there's always that thing lingering in the back of my mind how he looked it in the postseason last year. Yeah, and I think that Carson Palmer certainly has a ton of talent, but I feel like he's such an inconsistent quarterback. He he puts up great years, and then he follows them up with just stinkers, and I, I don't know what to think of it. Yeah, but Arizona may fall with, with the ship. I mean, if, if Carson Palmer can't put it together, then then they're fighting a very, very large uphill battle. I expect him to be serviceable at, serviceable at best. I'm, I'm not expecting a major decline from last year. It's a fresh season. It'll get started anew. To me, there's two main questions that I'm looking to answer by the end of this game, and, hope, and hopefully I have a solid answer for both of them. And that's what sort of usage is Chris Johnson going to be getting this season? Coming into the season, uh, I, I thought he was going to have a... a not major, but a, a major enough role in the offense to to keep a look and to be rostered. And then the second question is, has Larry Fitzgerald lost a step? Is he going to be dropping, um, elevating both uh, John Brown and Michael Floyd and perhaps even J.J. Nelson's value? Yeah, I, I think um, to answer your first question, I think that Johnson is still going to see a good amount of work. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be anything more than, you know, maybe a flex play uh, unless something happens to David Johnson. Um, certainly, David Johnson, you're starting as an RB1. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what the split is. And don't forget that Andre Ellington's still there as well. They like him That's in right. the passing he's game. He's a great pass catcher. Um, okay, and then to your second question... You know, this is why I I really had Michael Floyd, Larry Fitzgerald, and John Brown all kind of bunched together in my preseason rankings. Um, I do like Floyd the most. Uh, I I think that he's built up a nice rapport with Carson Palmer while both Larry Fitzgerald and John Brown were both injured this year. Um, I mean, missing those preseason snaps uh, certainly, uh, certainly takes away from just kind of gelling with your quarterback. And I think that Michael Floyd is a pretty, pretty good talent overall. Um, I, if I had to pick one of the wide receivers to own for the season, it would be Floyd. 
Yeah, I, I we're we're on the same page there. Okay. Um, that said, though, John Brown now healthy after his concussion scares, uh, and Larry Fitzgerald, I think he's going to see plenty of underneath work in PPR leagues uh, to warrant, uh, you know, still wide receiver two production. Um, and while I said that I do like Floyd the best out of those three, I think that if Floyd has a few really nice games to start the season, I would try to sell high on him because I think that once um, Palmer kind of regains that trust with John Brown and Larry Fitzgerald after not really playing with either of them this preseason, I think that the targets are going to be really unpredictable. With a main caveat that if Larry's age has set in and he has lost a step, then I mean, you. you- clearly can't do that right but i I think that what they're gonna do is you know they don't really ask that much of larry fitzgerald they've really refined his role in that passing game to those shorter underneath routes and he's certainly still good enough for that yeah just just something to think about um uh, only other note i really have on arizona is that even if something does go awry with carson palmer i still have confidence in this team drew stanton is one of the better backup quarterbacks in this league he, he's better than some starting quarterbacks oh no get out what no Ugh. absolutely correct all right uh we're i'm gonna pretend that i didn't hear you say that but uh, i'm taking arizona in this game yeah i'm taking arizona as well look look into the numbers man hey I, you like to watch tape watch the tape drew stanton is is one of the best backup quarterbacks in this league okay i i will i'm willing to keep an open mind i just off the bat that sounds terrible to me i don't know uh but okay yeah i'll watch the tape and you know i'll try and keep an open mind all right monday night football monday night football oh is that still their song oh no it's it's carrie underwood or something no that's sunday night football waiting on day monday night Right? That, they should okay. just they should just Fine. hire you to do the Monday night theme. Oh, no, I was just trying to work through my head what the Pittsburgh at Washington, Monday night football. All right. The Angelo um, one is a solid running back one in all formats. Top five running back possible for me. Yeah. Can't argue there. Wheaton was held out of practice um Thursday with a with a with a bum shoulder. Um we know that Mar- Mar- Martavis Bryant isn't playing. Rodgers or Coates, let's see who, who actually plays. I'm not starting either of them, um, but just something to keep an eye on. You know, week one is, is probably the time to keep the eye on the most. You know, uh, keep your, your breath of eyes open, your, your visual field open at the most people so that you get those good uh, ads early in the season. So are you at all scared to start Antonio Brown against Josh Norman? No, <laughs> no. No, Josh Norman is the is is the definition of a product of a system. Yeah, uh, you're starting Antonio Brown, folks. Uh, don't even don't even think too hard about it. Just just come put him on in the lineup. Come on. Um, come how on, do you feel man. about Roethlisberger? Is he a low end QB one this week? Yes, I I'm starting him. Okay. Yeah, yeah I th- I think uh, I don't think he's in the top five for me, but certainly uh, a QB one. Regardless, Pittsburgh defense. And Washington's offense will keep uh, Ben Roethlisberger throwing in the game. Yeah, I think uh, we've covered all the receiving options. Uh, how do well, you feel about sn- some sneaky value for the road dog Jesse James? Got to get a shout out for him. Yeah, I was just about to uh, bring bring it over to him, but uh, certainly, ooh, another Cam Newton run here. Uh, all right, Jesse James. I think he's another high-end tight end, too. I think he's got a lot of upside in that offensive scheme. Uh, You know more than most how high I was on Ladarius Green this preseason, and uh, 
I, I think that while Green is certainly more talented, I think that Jesse James has just as much opportunity. Absolutely. Opportunity breeds success. All right. Uh, moving on to the Washington side, Captain Kirk, your boy, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you know what's coming. I is, like it. <laughs> is, he, is he a top five quarterback for you this week against that Pittsburgh defense? You know, I haven't ranked him, but he, he darn well sure is close to it if he isn't top five. Pittsburgh <laughs> defense is basically the same as it was last year, and Pittsburgh did nothing but breed quarterback ones last year. Oh, wow. Kelvin Benjamin with a great broken tackle. Ooh. He's he, he's an athlete, man. He's really, really good. Is it possible that we were too low on Kelvin Benjamin this year? It's uh, it, anything in this world is possible, but unlikely. It's, cer- it's certainly looking like it so far. Uh, you know, the Carolina Panthers really doing pretty well against this Denver defense. Yeah, true. I, it, we probably were. You know, I, pro- I probably put him off a little too much thinking that they'd be a little more run heavy but what can you do what's done is done yeah um all right back to washington then certainly starting kirk cousins love the matchup at home uh how do you feel about the running back situation matt jones with that shoulder injury uh we are not sure how much work we're gonna see out of him and, and you know if, even if he does carry the ball uh 10 15 times uh that offensive line is pretty terrible at run blocking yeah, Jones practiced full today um, for the first day this week. I'm expe- I, For me, he's a running back, too. I, I'd start low-end running back, too. I'm starting him. Um, but keeping an eye on uh, Kelly and Thompson just to see. You know, like I said, week one, just see what these teams have in mind with their game plan and their offense. Yeah, and also uh, week one, Denver did not plan on having to deal with these Cam Newton runs right now. He's just running all over them. That's what he does. All right. Um, I actually think I like Chris Thompson the most. While Matt Jones is hurt, I think that it's going to be, you know, a committee. But I think that Thompson has kind of earned the role as the pass catching back and he's going to have the most production in a PPR format. Yeah, I I can't disagree with you there. They will throw the ball a lot and they just may leave Chris Thompson open. All right. And uh, certainly you're starting Jordan Reed. You're starting Deshaun Jackson. How do you feel about Perry Garcon? I I think that they're... I think the value is going to be split between the wide receivers, uh, between Jackson, Garcon, and Crowder. I don't love Jackson, as a matter of fact, in a in a PPR. Really? He's, he's more of a more of a high end flex sort of guy to me versus a, an actual wide receiver start. Um, Garcon, any any of those three, to be honest, to me, could have the best wide receiver week of them. See, in general, I like uh, Deshaun Jackson as a wide receiver three or flex, but I think against Pittsburgh, that awful secondary, I actually have him as a low-end wide receiver two. I think he could break a big one. But Kirk's the kind of guy that can spread the ball around. He finds the open man. I don't I don't think he's going to unduly force the ball to Deshaun Jackson, um, and I, I think they'll probably roll a, man, a safety over the top just to cover, try and get a double cover on J- Deshaun going. Sure, but then again, but, if they do that, then that leaves Jordan Reed wide open. So that, that that's why we watch the game because it's so exciting watching the chess match. I'm just saying that I, I think we could see at least two to three deep shots to Deshaun Jackson this game. Oh yeah, those are coming too. Yeah, definitely. And all he has to do is come down with one of them. That's true. He's got to make the catch. All right, uh, moving on to the most exciting game of the week. Not uh, Los Angeles Rams. I don't necessarily know the history of Monday Night Football, but this has to be top five worst Monday Night Football games ever. (laughs) Um, All right, so Case Keenum. Excuse me. You all right there? Excuse me. Are you just too excited about this game? Oh, my gosh. I can't keep myself together. (laughs) 
Um, all right, so it's Todd Gurley and maybe Tavon Austin as a flex. Uh, mm-hmm. No, is there Todd anything? Gurley? That's it. Okay, that's all I'm saying about LA. Okay. Um, and then on the on the San Francisco side, I even l- have even less to say about them. Just kidding, Tory Smith, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, both of them. Carlos Hyde, what uh, a low end RB two for you in this matchup. Um, mid range RB two. Yeah. Okay, sure. And then uh, I don't know because he he did have some questions. I got to monitor his status going into the game. Another guy. I mean, he he was cleared to practice, so I think uh, I think we're good on that front. And as long as he's the starter, I think he'll return decent production. Decent is a great word for it. Yeah, um, I mean, certainly not super exciting, but uh, is there really anyone else that you would really even feel comfortable starting on San Francisco? Mm, no, really, really not. Just Torrey Smith, like I talked about, and I just because I think he's going to get a, a good number of uh, looks his way. I don't love Torrey Smith, though. I think that <laughs> no, but what else in, is there? I mean, they're going to mix in Quinton Patton and Jeremy Curley enough where I think it's going to eat into all their value. I don't think I mean, you I, you were begging, you were asking me to stretch for a name to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's fair. Certainly, uh, certainly not the most uh, exciting game to finish all the week one uh, games, but. No, I I like that for one of the Monday Night Football games. I don't like that other one though. So who uh, who are you taking? Oh, did we ever talk about Pittsburgh Washington? Oh, Pittsburgh's gonna win. I, I I'm taking Washington. I think that really. Yeah, I think that it's their time to step up in the NFC East, and I think that they're gonna make a stand Week One. All right. Well, that'd be pretty cool if they did, but it's Pittsburgh. <laughs> and what about uh, L.A. and San Francisco? Oh gosh! I, uh, oh. Wow! Can I really pick LA? See, I'm going to take San Francisco, and here's uh. why: I think that Case Keenum is 2013 Blaine Gabbert, and Blaine Gabbert yeah, is 2016 let's, let's, yeah, Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, I got San Francisco too. Yeah, I think that Chip Kelly is going to do enough with uh, with that offense to, you know, overtake, yeah. overtake the Rams. Yeah. OK, you're right. Yeah, I agree. San Francisco. And I think that's all of them. Yeah, that is. Uh, oh, man, I'm uh, I cannot wait for Sunday. It's like Christmas Day. First first Sunday of football is just magic. I've been waiting all offseason for Sunday day. Yeah, I had uh, I had a couple different people ask uh, to make plans on Sunday, and I, I politely declined uh, and explained to here. them explained to them that I am busy. There you go, busy you are. All right, uh, well, we certainly wish all of you out there good luck in Week One. Uh, hopefully, your teams are already doing all right. If you have anyone playing tonight, um, yeah. Any last words of uh, words of wisdom, Los? Just make good decisions. <laughs> Yeah, all all you can do is, uh, you know, make a plan, uh, execute it, and, uh, you know, the rest is up to the players. Yep. All right. Well, as always, uh, we are here if you have any questions. Uh, Now that the, the, excuse me, now that the season has officially started, if you have sit or start questions, um, you can certainly tweet them at us. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And I'm at, at FFA underscore Los, L-O-S. Um, if you want, you can hashtag those uh, those tweets. 
Hashtag FFAQs, fantasy football addicts questions. As always, you can follow our super producer, Dan, at FFA underscore Dan. Um, Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in your podcasting app, the purple one, um, so that all the new uh, episodes go ahead and download and let you know when we have new updates. Like us on Facebook and have a great week one of the new football season. Yeah, and actually a quick bit of news. Uh, Finally got around to adding the podcast to Google Play. So now in addition to the iTunes podcast app, uh, you can also find us on the Google Play if you're currently listening on SoundCloud. Um, So just uh, FYI for you Android users out there. That's great news. We're moving on up in the world, baby. Yeah, and uh, all right, get pumped, get psyched. Football's back, and... uh The first person to survive Alzheimer's disease is out there. They're going to hold on to everything the disease steals away. And the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen by funding research, advancing public policy, and spurring scientific breakthroughs. And by providing local support to those living with the disease and their caregivers, we're easing the burden until we accomplish our goal. But we won't get there without you. Visit ALZ.org to join the fight. At Boost Mobile, you get the power of the iPhone SE when you switch, which means the power to stream your favorite shows, download all the music, the power to FaceTime your ex. It's over. Stop calling me. On second thought, don't call your ex. Switch now and get an iPhone SE for $0, all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers in one per line, excluding tax. Additional restrictions apply. 5G not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com for details. And stop calling your ex. She doesn't want to hear from you anymore.